Bring it. Hello and a huge welcome once again to Feud for Thought with me, Ben Simmons, and my ever esteemed colleague, me, Martin Hill. There he is. How are you doing, The Hill? All right? <laughs> the Hill. All right, I see. Uh, yeah, I'm good, man. How, how are you, The Simmons? <laughs> I think The Hill works because The Hill is also a thing. You know, and The, the Simmons thing. doesn't because it sounds like a disease. <laughs> oh. Well, have you got the Simmons? Yeah, mate, mate. I, 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 I yeah, need to quarantine. So. Need to quarantine for 14 days. <laughs> Brilliant. We've come out of COVID and now we've got the Simmons. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. The uh, Simmons is going round. Yeah, going yeah round. absolutely. But uh, we're back again with another informative, exciting podcast. If Remember, you can catch up with any of our previous episodes. Uh, look us up on Twitter, at Feud Thoughts. There are links yeah. to all our previous episodes there as well. And if you want to say anything to us, if you've got any opinions about anything, tweet us at Feud Thoughts. So give it a go. Yes, get on the twits. We like some twits coming in. Um, we do. Uh, anything with regarding uh, the past podcast, this podcast, whatever you want to chat about, future topics, anyone who wants to guest on the show, we're open to it now. We've gone, we've gone nuts with the guesting recently. Well, we'll be introducing uh, them shortly, but we're going to have a guest on this edition, which is quite exciting. We have. And um, being the two um, physical legends that we are, I think the subject of this podcast is quite interesting. Yeah, especially for me, because I'm all about this subject, me. In <laughs> fact, I think I am the epitome of uh, fitness and all that it entails. Yes, in case uh, you were wondering, this is our fitness slash exercise slash physical well-being podcast i think it's fair to say um when it went into lockdown doing physical exercise was the one reason you were allowed out of your house so maybe a lot more people have tried to do it over the last year or so than normal uh, whether they've been successful or not is another matter but it, it's been a way of getting out and about hasn't it yeah well i mean successful is going out and doing it anyway i think people have become a lot more uh, active than what they were over 12 months ago and that's a good thing because people like i guess for example take advantage of those people and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and i've done all these online uh, forums where people can can still do uh, exercise and stuff at home yeah it would say- be an interesting fact and something i haven't been able to ascertain actually if uh, because obviously we're just coming out of the lockdown so I, I don't know, but what impact that's had um, on commercial gyms and things like that. Now people are getting used to the idea of, of doing things on at home. Yeah. Uh, it would be interesting to find out. Have you? Before we get into that, though, Ben, do, do you have your Ben's brilliant brain facts? Um, well, I do, but I was going to ask you before I get into oh. that. Did, have you have you yourself uh, been particularly keen to do more fitness since lockdown, or have you done the same amount as you would always have done? No, I've definitely done more. Well, I, I I've done more in terms of what you'd call what you how do I describe it? Uh, more like fitness stuff, like the boxing stuff that that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. More things like that rather than just uh, running, walking, those kind of things. I've done more stuff like that that I wouldn't have normally done, like high-impact stuff. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. And consequently being injured a lot over the last year because of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Well, I, I personally have gone running quite a bit more because when the lockdown first started, it was a way of getting out of the house, and I quite enjoyed it. Um, now it's sort of not you can go out the house for other reasons i don't tend to enjoy it as much but what i have found is i listen to podcasts while i'm running because it gives me something to do so why not listen to feud for thought while you're out running to all of our listeners there you go see what you did there ever the professional you see ben (laughs) ever the professional i do i do go cycling a lot more so I, i really enjoy my cycling and i do listen to a lot of podcasts uh, or Hamilton the Musical, one of the two. <laughs> oh, it's very specific. Okay. Very specific, uh, yeah. 
Now, um, you asked for uh, Ben's brilliant brain, my fact. I have got one ready for you that does relate to the world of exercise. And it's interesting slash worrying, really. Um, apparently, this is true. People who are physically active for approximately seven hours a week are 40% less likely to die early compared to people who are only active for less than 30 minutes a week. So if you're a bit of a couch potato and you don't do exercise compared to people that do seven hours a week, you're 40% more likely to die early. I don't know what early means. Um, how Hang on a minute. Th th these are quite precise numbers here. So if yeah. you do less than 30 minutes, you're yeah. more likely to die than if you do seven hours. What about it's the in-between? You're more likely okay. to die. It's, you're more likely to die early. I look. I'm not, <laughs> you can't right, question what, my research. What if I do, what if someone does five hours a week? What, what's the... Then it's, the, the, it's incrementally goes down, so maybe 30%. Does it? All right, okay. All right. How, how, how many hours do you have to do before you start getting younger? <laughs> <laughs> if you do, yeah, hang on. If you do 40 hours a week exercise, then you have an instant coronary and you die very early. So it can go both <laughs> ways. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, why not that's my brilliant brain for this episode but we're all ready for your uh fascinating facts or your uh martin's marvelous memories which aren't memories moments yeah what? whatever they're called absolutely yeah. uh i tried uh, to be honest it was quite hard trying to fit anything in with um the theme this week okay uh i mean i looked at a couple of things because i was looking at like uh who was like maybe sort of fitness who was the fastest runners uh, but then you get into like different because I always go to this hundred and fifty years kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of I kind of ended up going down a bit of a rabbit hole, which uh, it, it's not necessarily sort of a memory kind of thing, but it is relatively interesting. I found a load of adverts uh, for fitness, right, in the span that we're <laughs> that we're going to, <laughs> and <laughs> there are a couple that really entertained me for some reason. Uh, the first one is from nineteen twenty one, so we're going hundred years ago. Right, and this was a um, a fitness thing. Now, one thing that did fascinate me between the two is a hundred years ago, it was very much geared towards the women and being good looking for the man. Right, that yeah. was a big thing in the nineteen twenties. And this is <clears throat> this guy uh, here. I don't know his name, but he's got an advertisement in the newspaper, which was quite hilarious. And it says, uh, "Doing his exercise classes here." <clears throat> Uh, your enthusiasm will grow as you see and feel the results. They come quickly. Yet my natural method of removing superfluous flesh leaves a well-balanced figure, which is the real foundation of all womanly beauty. <laughs> that was his advertisement in the paper for his fitness classes. And then you fast forward 50 years and you go into uh, what they're advertising sort of 50 years ago. And it was the big boom in the 1970s of... of bodybuilding and Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's pretty, for Arnold Schwarzenegger, pretty much his picture is on nearly every advert I've ever seen uh, from the 70s. But also, there was quite a fascinating lose weight um, advert here, <clears throat> which is the old go-to here. Lose fat now. Enjoy chewing gum instead of fattening foods. They're delicious. <laughs> so, so they were actively selling chewing gum as a means of losing weight. Brilliant. An opinion I'm sure will be crossed with our guests. Who, yeah, I think we should introduce it very soon, but you've just reminded me of something. <clears throat> I went to a youth theatre at the Orchard Theatre in Dartford and the woman that run it, used, ran it used to work in marketing and she said her team was responsible for marketing, finding a new way of marketing chewing gum at the time. So this would have been like 90s, mid-90s, something like that. And she said they decided to talk about the benefits of chewing gum in terms of your teeth. So that's why there were loads of adverts in the 90s about have chewing gum, it makes more saliva, your mouth's natural defence against whatever. And they said it was total crap. They just came up with it as a marketing <clears throat> thing. There was no scientific evidence behind it whatsoever. And it made me feel quite <clears throat> cynical about all adverts ever since. I hate, I hate chewing gum. I hate people who chew it. I want to smack them in the face. <laughs> preferably with a, with a big bat. It just really winds me up. People who talk to me while they're chewing, oh, it, it's the most frustrating thing in the world. Um, right, okay. Well, 
let's try and calm Martin down and uh, yeah. let's get a guest. <laughs> let's get a guest onto the show. Maybe he can talk about chewing gum. Maybe he can talk about adverts. He can certainly talk about fitness and exercise. Let's welcome him on to Feud for Thought. It's the fabulous Gareth Evans. Hello. 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 You're well. Good yeah, man. How are you? Yeah, yeah. And I'm it, all right. It, thanks. In the gym as well. So you're, yes, you're ready. Well, I, I just pretty much live in the gym. <laughs> uh, nice nothing work. to do with fitness. It's just kind of where my wife puts me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask before we get into anything else. Do you hate chewing gum or do you love chewing gum? Well, not wanting to get a punch in the face from Martin, as I think he threatened there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was interested in what you said on that, because I think, look, sometimes you could argue that if you have a bit of a sweet tooth and you want to, I don't know, have a Mars bar or have a, a an iced bun, do people eat them? I don't know. Yeah. But, do. uh, maybe put a chewing gum in. The little bit of sweetness of that will fire off those things in your brain receptors and you might think, oh, it saved me having a Mars bar. So, uh, again, I don't want to be attacked or punished by Martin, but <laughs> there is a, a, a little argument you could argue, uh, maybe chew on that rather than having the Mars bar. Yeah, I don't have an issue with people actually chewing chewing gum. It's when they're talking to me or doing something and one of two things happens. They're either talking to me while their jaw is yakking away or you get yeah. this... But what if Which is revolting. Cool? If they're just trying, no, it's like people who chew on cocktail sticks, isn't it? Or so it's just it's a very odd way of it's a 1970s way of looking cool, which is where that advert's from. I really admire the, the movement from one cocktail stick to the other side of the mouth without the hand. I really admire that. I think that's a, that, that's a bloke or lady to be reckoned with. Is it? <clears throat> I'd, I'd and, not uh, thought of it. You, you were clearly of... a child of the 70s, though, weren't you? So I can see why all this makes sense to you. Yeah, 1978. <laughs> and actually, that probably smacks as to why you're into all this, bot because the amount of pictures that Arnold Schwarzenegger was put onto in the 70s is unreal. Yeah. It's bodybuilders everywhere. This is clearly your era of advertising that obviously embedded itself somewhere well. in your subconscious. <laughs> Probably without realising it, uh, the hill, as I've just discovered, <laughs> <laughs> we, we can address you as now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I'm, glad, I'm glad that's catching on. Yeah. You, you stumbled onto something there, I think, that a lot of people might not realise behind that. And um, so you're right, in the 70s, it was all about Arnie and uh, Pumping Iron was that big documentary. But what a lot of people don't know, we may explore this earlier, I understand you've got me on to speak about fitness, yeah. is that strength training, so what you might call lifting weights, for instance, is actually probably better for you than any other type of training. The problem that uh, the fitness industry had was in the 70s, people thought, hang on, if I lift weights, I'm going to look like Arnie, because as you correctly say, he was everywhere. So what that did, the problem that created was that most uh, of the revenue in the fitness industry would actually come from women. And women thought, why am I going to go to a gym and strength train? I look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. So you've probably heard this term, the term toning up. Yeah. 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 That is a lot of rubbish. There's no such thing. You can't tone a muscle. What that is, like your chewing gum uh, thing, is that the fitness industry or marketeers around the fitness industry said, okay, how, how do we market this to women? We can't say build lean muscle. So let's say come down and tone up. So that is <laughs> yeah. what that whole, you probably heard it used now. Every time I have a client who comes in, it's usually females, but men as well, they go, oh, I just really want to tone up. And they manage to turn the whole thing on its head to get people into gyms to tone up, when really it's a lot of rubbish. Right, right. That's interesting. So do you have a criticism for the advertising there? Or uh, an, an appeal? Does that, are you saying... That's good because it got people in gyms, and that's obviously what you wanted. Or yeah. are you saying it's bad because really you're just taking advantage of people's uh, uh, lack uh, of knowledge about the fitness industry? There, yeah, you're right. Definitely good because it's getting people in through the door to exercise. So definitely good. But I, let's be honest, that wasn't their intention, was it? It's to get people through <laughs> the door to pay money. 
So yeah, yeah. The, the issue it creates is uh, if you're building something on a falsehood, are people going to get those results? So they, it, it wasn't like, oh, lift heavy weights and turn up. It was go run on a treadmill and turn up or get these little DD pink things and do 5,000 of these and <laughs> dance around to turn up. Yeah. So it was more that they just used this term to get mainly women in, but they didn't then follow that up with, okay, so if I have a, a female client who comes in and she wants to turn up, I'll say, all right, best way to do that is to put loads of weights on that big bar over there and let's squat really heavy. Um, yeah, and she'll yeah. say, oh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to bulk up. I don't want to bulk up. I bulk up really easy. And then uh, I'm just now rehashing my kind of client consultations. I'm aware of that. But then I'll say, <laughs> well, if you think about it, you're probably, you've probably got about, what, 5% of the testosterone that I've got? Well, maybe less, actually. I've got quite a lot. And... Um, uh, you know, it's not going to be very easy for you to bulk up. So that's another misconception that often females think that, oh, I better not lift heavy weights because I'll bulk up. It's incredibly difficult because if it was so easy, guys like us, literally flowing with testosterone, would be just sat here all muscle bound, wouldn't we? But we're not. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really difficult. It's interesting that, and I mean, it, obviously there's other industries that do it, and I think every industry does it, but when you realise, obviously fitness and exercise is important and that, and you want people to be as healthy as possible, but in terms of advertising it and making people want to do something, there's so much sort of manipulation in the world yeah. of marketing and advertising and trying to sort of yeah. trick people into thinking a certain way about something. Um, but just so give to, you another one? Yeah, go so on. give you another one quickly? Yeah. Have you heard that thing of where if you do a workout, you, you need to get a protein shake because you need to get your protein in 30 minutes post-workout? Well, I've heard it. 13, not 30. 30. 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah, some say 20. Some say 20. I've heard about protein shakes and habits soon afterwards and whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that came about. So uh, Mr. Invents a Protein Shake goes, how are we going to get people to drink this? I know. Let's tell them they need to have it within 20 minutes because no one is going to be able to leave the gym, go home, cook their dinner and eat in that time. So they're going to need, we create a need for something that doesn't exist. So that, again, was a clever little manipulative marketing ploy. Whereas, and to this day, we also, I've been guilty of thinking, I need to get my protein in quickly. And then I'm like, no, I don't. As long as I eat protein during the day and the right amount of it. So there's another um Bashing yeah, yeah. Of the industry. So, so you've just got a big, you've just got it in for advertising, really. By the <laughs> I maybe maybe we should have, maybe that's what we should have spoken about was the actual <laughs> yeah. uh, advertising of it. Manipulating um, advertising, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know Ben's itching to get onto something just before we we actually sort of delve straight into the fitness thing there, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. are you wanting to discuss the old stuff now, Ben, or do well, you want to rock on? What I was going to say is, yeah, now let's let's move away from fitness momentarily and explain to the listeners that um, obviously the guests we've had on the show so far, we do know to some extent have a history with them. And I first met Gareth years ago doing comedy together and impro comedy and stuff. And we always had a good sort of rapport from that. And I know you guys work together in the comedy world. And then going forward, we've all worked together for um, popular blender company. Uh, and we got yeah. into that thanks to Gareth there, who was our yeah. boss, which was a totally yeah. different dynamic. But obviously. And me and Gareth never had a rapport. All <laughs> <No. laughs> a working relationship. <laughs> But I mean, obviously, I want to let people know you've got a comedic background as well as a fitness background and whatever. So let's ask you about some of the topics we've talked about on recent podcasts just to get your take on it. So this is nothing to do with fitness. It's just interesting to hear another point of view. Um, All right. Our last podcast was about cookery. Now, I would imagine using the kitchen equipment that we all know we all use, you do quite a lot of cookery. But aside from the blending and stuff and the being healthy with it, did you always do a lot of cooking at home or did your wife do more or what? Uh, well, actually, you make out that I've been kicked out of my home. What do you mean, did I always do a lot? <laughs> no, I'm just asking <laughs> historically. It's no, refl no reflection. Well, you're, you are talking to us from a garage. So <laughs> oh, <yeah>. uh, <laughs> actually, when I... And is, is, that, is that a camp bed in the corner? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my little stove and my, my <laughs> yeah. um, tin, tin, 
was I going to say? Yeah, so when I moved to London, I literally couldn't boil an egg, fry an egg. I couldn't do anything. Right. And I was really lucky, lucky to, I lived with, I was in a flat share with a guy who was like a, a fitness model. So he was really into the cooking and healthy eating. And he taught me kind of how to eat healthily. He really took me under my wing. So ever since, so my introduction to cooking, bear in mind, I grew up in Leeds eating egg and chips, uh, burger and chips, uh, <laughs> what they're called, the crispy pancakes, all that kind of type of stuff. I came down south and I'd never had pasta. I'd never eaten pasta. Oh my God. So, wow. We're not all like you, Ben. So he um, <laughs> he just then opened up this world to me. We were having chicken that he'd seasoned with some rice and vegetables. Nothing exotic, but I was like, whoa. And um, yeah, I spent a year with him. So he introduced me to cooking. So my introduction to cooking was uh, healthy eating, I guess. Right. So um, before my wife kicked me out, I, I, I would we would share the cooking. But what's interesting is once children come along, um, a big thing for me, oh, I'm dragging this back to fitness here. A big no, thing not. for me, we were in danger of giving them, you know, the packet food so you can quickly microwave a, a yeah, meal yeah. for a six-month-old. And I was like, hang on, hang on, this can't be right. This is against everything, I think. So we agreed that she would do, what do you call it, batch cooking. So she'd make, like, slow cooker stuff that the whole family could eat. Yeah. Which I would say is less, not less healthy, in terms of nutrients, but, it, you know, it wasn't as high protein and stuff as I'd normally eat, so I would eat with the family more. So it was more stews and casseroles, that kind of stuff. Uh, okay. Now, we know um, The Hill has a strong background in the world of baking and enjoys making all yeah. kinds of sort of nice treats like that. When we talked yeah. in our cookery podcast, I said I had a sort of go-to recipe where I did this sort of tuna pasta vegetable creation. If you're... If, if you're not kind of thinking of all the external sources like family and partners or yeah. whatever, if you were going to, if you're in your kitchen, are you going to make something for yourself and you could get anything, you have all the ingredients. What would, what's the kind of first thing you'd think of doing? What do you, what would you go? Yeah, I love that. I'll enjoy that. Steak, mushrooms, chips, spinach, glass of red wine. Nice. Cool. Nice. Nice. I like that. Yeah. And clearly it's something he does when she's out. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like that was what too easy to come. To. That, that, <laughs> that was just too easy for you to come to. Like that was a whole meal without yeah. any gap, pause, or question. That was good. Yeah, no, that was good. That's yeah. that's awesome. I've recently learned how to uh, cook uh, an inexpensive steak really well as well, which has been a I hate that term game changer, but that's <laughs> been a game changer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fun. yeah. Okay, you are a walking cliche sometimes, aren't you? To be <laughs> yeah, fair. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I thought you'd say, what is it? Tell us. Do you want me to tell you in 10 yeah, seconds? Yeah, no, go on, go on. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I already did. Go on then, tell me. Go on, see if oh, you no, can... let's see. No, 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 let's see. Your... No, no, <laughs> tell come me. On. Go on. Come on, let's both get our steaks out and see who's got the best. Come on. <laughs> what's yours on the table, what are you doing with it? What am I doing with it? Depends yeah. how thick the steak is, to be honest. Use thick steak. Well, then, yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd probably season it. Sear yeah. it so you close it all up, stick it in the oven for a bit, and you'll have a well, depends how long you how thick it is, really, uh, yeah. as to whether you want it medium well, whatever. So, your the majority of your cooking is in the oven once you've got a good seal on it. Yeah, you put if yeah. it's a thick steak, then yeah, you want to put it in the oven, really. All right, Mine's most people, too- most people fry it to death, which is or grill it to death, which will dry it out or will overcook it in both scenarios really right okay Okay. well I, I don't do something too dissimilar season it yes the number one lesson I learned was I don't like too much salt throw that out the window get loads of salt on and this is from Mr Gordon Ramsay himself just yeah. literally cake it in salt then I go hot obviously on the yep. griddle pan but I will then put it in the oven to settle so not to cook and uh, my weird brain, I thought, in a restaurant, they're not cooking that and getting it straight out, but they're not leaving it out because you need to let it sit, don't you? They must yeah, be yeah. putting kind of warming drawer. So I put the oven on just 100 degrees, put it in there for five minutes. I'm telling you, it's it's wonderful. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We could do a whole podcast on steak uh, awareness. Yeah. yeah, that's good. 
And same same thing with the jo- same thing with the joint of beef though. You seal it all off, bake it, and then wrap it in tin foil and leave it yeah. for like yeah. ten to twenty minutes, and it's perfect. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of time on the cooking there. I wasn't yeah, expecting that. Go on, bang on, crisps. Right. What's your favourite crisp? Yeah. All right, all right. I Whoa. don't like them. You don't like any crisps? <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, obviously, surely everyone likes a crisp sandwich. But yeah. there we go. See, when you were younger, when you've talked about eating everything in Leeds, growing up in Leeds or whatever, I went to university in Leeds. I think that was the first time I had Brannigan's roast beef and mustard crisps, which were the hottest crisps in the world. But apparently, through Martin's exhaustive research, the UK's favourite crisp is Walker's cheese and onion. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, Not, 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 Not what I agree with, but yeah, I can believe that. I always no, like I disagree wa- with it. As I well. like your wackier flavour crisps, like pickled onion monster munch. I've always found enjoyable. Yeah, frazzles, stuff like that, which I think Martin had strong feelings about. Um, even Not crazy. A crisp. <laughs> did you did you discuss uh, that one where you actually put the salt on them yourself? Yeah, we did. Salt and shake. Yeah. Salt and shake. Salt. It was kind of interesting. And then they brought out the same company, brought out a thing called Flavor and Shake. We had a little sachet of the flavouring. You could do the same thing. But ultimately, it's just an extra process that you don't want to have to bother with. It's like, these crisps taste horrible, but if you get this out of another packet and put it on them and then shake it all about, then they taste better. It's like, we'll just do that to begin with. Exactly. Do it for me. I've bought the crisps. (laughs) Send the self-service checkout tools. I don't want to be doing this myself. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever have I'm those not... cheap crisps like uh, Space Raiders, things like that? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you don't like yeah. a self-service checkout? No, and I know I'm in the minority, but I get really angry and I get quite calm. And I go, "Can somebody help me, please?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's the pressure of scanning. I don't know what it is. I think my I natural know. shyness comes through. I love a self-service checkout because you can go into a shop, not have to talk to anyone, scan it through yourself, and it's. Uh, so many times with pe- I get frustrated with people in shops like not being ready to pay and stuff and they've queued up and then they get a purse out of a bag and a card out of a purse and I'm like oh god if you if the self-service checkouts are free and you just go there and you're only getting three or four things wang it through get out quickly I love that yeah no I'm a fan but then sometimes like you get to the self-checkout and you're in a queue because there's some prat at the front going all camp can you help me <laughs> And I'm usually chewing gum at the time. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. Well, that was a brief look back at some of our older topics. Um, We're we're not going to have too long, but we're going to have a a decent amount of time then to get into the world of fitness. What what fascinates me is, I mean, I've always known Gareth as a comedian and then as a manager uh, recently. But when, presumably, I know you've always enjoyed boxing and stuff, and you've you've gone yeah. to America and boxed in Mayweather's gym and whatever like that. What what makes you go from you want to keep yourself fit and you want to be healthy yourself to maybe I can do this as a part of a career as well and starting your own business as a personal trainer and and having a gym and that? Why did you decide on that as such? I am full of ideas and fairly empty <laughs> on seeing them through. <laughs> so, uh, well, well, this house, the boxing, I just probably like you guys, I don't like what we're calling fitness. I wouldn't particularly like to go to a gym, uh, all the hassle of getting there, getting changed, then do something that's going to hurt me for a while. So, <laughs> But boxing, I just love. I've always loved it. So I've done it. And then, yeah, as you know, I've been around the world and done stuff with it. So when I, when we moved into this house, uh, we got the garage. And obviously I went, oh, what a great place for like, uh, you know, I could get a pool table in there, arcade machines. <laughs> and then uh, That's where I'd have gone. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. And my wife was like, no, you're not. Uh, that is the excellent space for storage. And when you hear that, then you're a man. <laughs> You just think an excellent space for storage. So I quickly on the hoof went, hang on a minute. I was thinking of turning that into a gym. And she just said, well, all right, if you want to do that. And so I'd kind of said it then. So I, <laughs> <laughs> that is literally why I did it. So her mum was there as well. And she's another one who will probably say, yeah, full of ideas, don't see any of them through. So I thought I better do this. So I turned it into the gym. Number one, we had a six month old. So it got me out of the house. Uh, uh, number two um, 
it was fairly, because it's boxing, it's fairly inexpensive. What do you need? You need a punch bag, really. So yeah. I did it, and then I thought, all right, why don't I train people to come in here and box? And I just did that, and then I thought, there's a certain, a lot of people who want to, who love the idea of boxing, but don't like getting punched in the face, which is <laughs> yeah. quite understandable. So I thought, all right, I'm going to make this a non-contact space where you can come, you can train like a boxer would, so it's good, intense workout, you learn all the techniques, but no one's going to thump you. And uh, yes, yeah, so it just turned from uh, me trying not to create an excellent storage space into <laughs> that, really. So I now I have people in here, and uh, yeah. I cut, Which is a great way of starting most businesses, to be honest, because once you, you do have that kernel of an idea and the expertise to do it, then yeah. it, it can grow into something. And, you know, like, I mean, I've known you neither as a comedian nor as a manager. <laughs> Despite only knowing we do those two things. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, no, it's, it's quite good, though. But it is, I have to say, because... Um, and again, disclosure to anyone who's not that, that myself and, and Ben have been doing your classes uh, online uh, yeah. over the last year and stuff. And, and for me, it is, um, in fact, I saw some quotes from people today who, who have written some nice uh, things about you as well, which surprised me. Just, just, yeah, just right. as much as it <laughs> Let's share them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but you do have this, uh, you do have this way of catering to everybody, even on the format that you've got. So obviously it's a very different experience from having someone in the gym with you, knowing that you can help them straight away. D d like how hard has that been to do it over and keep that going over the last sort of year, doing it over the Zoom? Well, again, like the chewing gum, you've hit on something there, Martin, that was uh, it's actually quite interesting <laughs> here. Um because uh, I have a habit of doing that and not knowing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought, right, uh, COVID's here. I've got to close the gym. No one's got any work. Everybody has to stay in. I'll do an online class. And I saw 5,000 other people were doing it, other trainers. And then I thought, all they're doing really is exercising in front of a screen while people watch and follow them. And I thought, if you are a good trainer, then that is pretty much the last thing you want. You want to make sure people's form is correct. You want to make sure people are working at the right intensity. So I made the decision not to do the exercises. So as you know, I usually just sit in front of the camera and it must look like I'm lazy, but I'll show the exercise for 30 seconds and then I just sit down and I try and watch everybody. So I try and correct what they're doing. So otherwise you may just plug into YouTube and yeah, do something yeah. that's really appropriate for your fitness level or for any injuries you've got. And um, so that was what I tried to do there. And the other thing is, I thought, well, it's quite nice to get to know the people doing it and really encourage them. Because number one, I know how difficult it is to, you could be sat there thinking, oh, the one show's on in a minute. Should I watch that or put uh, this fitness class in? Yeah, I'll do that. And I wanted to encourage people when they were doing well. So I, I will often try and point out if people are doing something well and say that just to make it a little bit more personal, I guess. That's the great yeah, thing about, about your classes. It's not like you're just going, right, do this exercise. Oh, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. You show everyone how to do it first. So everyone trusts that you've got the expertise. Obviously, when yeah. they can see you on the screen, you look in good shape yourself. So you obviously you know, do. <laughs> yeah. So you obviously do sort of follow the some sort of regime and you obviously can do it. So people trust what you're saying. And um, yeah. Yeah, I think it works really well. It's funny, I had a personal trainer about three or four years ago for about 18 months. And I used to do some boxing training with him where he would just have pads and I would punch his hands and he'd get me doing certain punches. And I remember he said to me once, because you start thinking, I could be a boxer. I'm pretty good at this. I can throw punches. They're hit. I'm hitting him hard. It feels really good. And then he said, just to give you a different kind of awareness, I'm not going to hit you, but I'm going to try and sort of tap you on the head or whatever or if yeah. you've got a duck under stuff or i'm going to come in and just tap you on the thing just so you get a feel of what it's like when someone's actually trying to attack you and you've still got to throw the punches but defend as well and ah oh, the adrenaline the sort of feeling of oh my god someone's actually coming for me and and yeah. it did make me realize i would be rubbish which i think you can realize from your classes because you're saying to me over and over again <laughs> that my hands are too low and whatever <laughs> Yeah. Um, it is a famous so Ben put your hands up ben, <laughs> hand, hands by your face Ben remember protect yourself at all times yeah so does yeah, yeah, yeah. does the name Ludwig de Lachma 
Do lacquer mean anything to you? Doesn't he mean something to everyone? He should do. (laughs) Or he sometimes goes under the name Louis Attila or Professor Attila. Yeah. They mean nothing. All of those names mean so little to me. They're all the same person, but they are the first person to be credited as a personal trainer in the the 1880s. He was the first personal trainer. And he trained a chap called Frederick Wilhelm Müller. Okay. Who was called Eugene Sandow. Why right. did they all have different names? Why I don't know. Probably to convert to uh, Eugene Sandow was the most famous bodybuilder of all time. I thought you might have known him. And he's famous for setting up the world's first bodybuilding competition at the Royal Albert Hall, whose judge was none other than Sir Conan Arthur Doyle. Oh, wow. Sherlock who Holmes of course invented the. Uh... Sherlock Holmes. He invented the novel Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, right. Do you know what? You talked about bodybuilding competitions there. I think when you can tell someone's done a lot of training or lost a lot of weight and what you said doesn't exist, toning up or built muscle or whatever, and look good, that's great. I think those people that become champion bodybuilders almost look a bit grotesque to me. It's like they've gone too far. And I, I think those people with unbelievably built-up physiques and stuff who are going around in speedos at competitions, I think they look a bit ridiculous. It's too much. But is that what you strive yeah. for, guys? Uh, me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. But again, so if we're talking about fitness, let's not confuse bodybuilding with fitness no no sure sure yeah um, and do they uh, kind of like my dad then he, he would look at them and go, oh he's gone too far in <laughs> but remember they don't walk around that is like imagine i don't know anything about cars so i don't know why i'm doing this analogy but putting like <laughs> i don't know spoilers alloys polishing it up and getting it to look amazing for that one competition but then, you know, they don't walk around like that. They just do something to their body to get like that, show it off, and then they... Do, yeah, they, yeah. Paint, do they paint themselves in that orange stuff just for definition? Or is there some uh, logic time, Martin. Get with the programme. It's not 1970. <laughs> it's not. It's something they paint on. It's it's not It's not a, It's not. not like a fake tan thing. Anyway, whatever. Right, I, I've got here the top 10 excuses for not doing any fitness training whatsoever. Okay. So you've got wow. a chance... To come back and put these uh, straight, so that is number one, on is number one right. just I couldn't be asked, is it? Kind of. <laughs> uh, number ten is exercise is boring. What is the Evans' response to that? Well, you've never exercised with me, have you? Hey, nice, nice. Look at that straight. Right. Uh, just, just for my purposes, are all of these going to be arrogant busts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You want a more informed, neutral answer? Well, right, I think we need. I'm happy for both. I just wondered if if that were right. if if, well, if your answer to all of these is you haven't trained with me. <laughs> it's going to be a very boring. We might have time right, for all well, ten, so pick the best ones, and in we will if the is up. A measured response. Right. Yeah. Number ten, it's boring. You haven't worked with the Evans. That's fine. Number nine, I have the kids. <laughs> what? That sounds like I, some kind of kidnapping ransom. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> just says, I've got I've got the kids, I can't do the workout. I can't work out. You, you'll accept okay. that as an excuse, will you? <laughs> well, now I know they haven't taken anybody else's, I'd say, <laughs> all right, let's find a time of the day that you don't have the kids, i.e. when they're in bed or when they're having lunch, and we'll, we'll increase your activity. And then if there isn't a time, I'll say, all right, brilliant, you've got kids. Nothing will get you trimmer than running after them. Let's do right. some games with them. That's true. Oh, Although in, they... in the thing the other day, there was a kid. I, I wasn't watching, but I heard you yeah. talking about... I'm assuming it was a kid, not a midget. You were having a go at. <laughs> I'm assuming the, the little man you were talking to was someone's kid who was also involved in the workout, no? Yeah, they put the kid in it, yeah. yeah. But they also, worked out the, with their kid. if the kid's the right size, you could just hold them above your head and do a bit of a workout. Yeah, like my that. insurance won't let me do that. But... <laughs> Number eight. Yeah. Number eight. One of mine is uh, my muscles are too sore. Yeah. Let's work on the ones that aren't. No. Okay. Good. (laughs) I like that. See, that's the kind of stuff we want, right? Number seven. I don't have the energy. 
That's why you need to work out. It'll increase your energy. Ah. It is true. Good answer. Number six, <laughs> I can't afford a gym membership. Okay. Oh, I've got quite good ones for this. Can I give you a bit of a longer answer? Yeah, go. Oh, you don't, okay. Number one, number one, you don't need a gym. Let's yeah. go to a park. Nice. Actually, I, I won't be going with them because if they can't afford a gym membership, they're not going to be paying me personally. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, you go to a park. Well, then I go, actually, I should be paying you. You should be paying me for this advice. Um, so, yeah, forget the money, but you can go to a park. You do not. I look at, I train people. I don't have a gym. I have a garage. Sure, yeah. You're good. Yeah. Number five, yeah. lousy weather. Don't do it outside. Good answer. Number four, <laughs> I have nothing to wear. Do it naked. <laughs> Which, yeah. by the way, with me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You have nothing Leads to wear. There's no Leads. dress code for working out. Did you know that the term gym actually comes from the Greek gymos or gymos, G-Y-M-O-S, however you want to pronounce it, which actually means naked uh, in, in ancient Greek because that's how they yeah. used to train and compete in the open-air venues was they were all naked to show So it's an original prowess. gymnasium, a place where people went and got naked then? Uh, no, because eventually it progressed through time to mean something else. But okay. it, originally, it originally started in ancient Greek. It was some sort of tribute to the gods that they were all naked and they trained and yeah. did all that. Anyway, all right, nice. Uh, number three, I have no time. Don't have any time for this, mate. You don't have you don't have fifteen minutes in a day. Is that um, all it takes? What we're talking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I go back to again, all right, let's look at increasing your activity, doing what you do. So if you sat in an office 12 hours a day, you've got a challenging job, take the stairs to go to the toilet, get up and make yourself a drink every hour. We'll just try to increase your activity at work. Nice. 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 Number two, don't know what to do. <laughs> Give me £360 for eight questions. <laughs> 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 nice, nice. <laughs> and uh, number one, which is by far my favourite excuse, and clearly the nation's favourite excuse as well, is uh, I'm too fat for the gym. Well, in all seriousness, look, there are people, yeah, who feel self-conscious. And I'm quite aware of this because if I'm honest, I'd say 60 to 70% of my clients, why was I so precise on that stat? <laughs> 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 what I mean is a lot of my clients train with me in a garage because for whatever reason, they do not like going to a gym. I don't. Some because they'll feel a bit self-conscious, others because they just don't like that environment. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that's number one. There's times when I'm doing your class and because for some reason I can't get it off, but whenever I put you as the speaker, it's still yeah. got my thing in the bottom corner. And then yeah. I, I, I zoom it up to the TV and I'm doing the jumps and stuff, and I see my fat little ass in the corner, or my bald head in the corner of that screen, just up and that moves, bouncing in all different directions there is going, and I just get depressed as the hell out of me, and I'm like, people go and they do this in front of mirrors. Like in a gym, yeah. there's just mirrors everywhere. In your garage, there's mirrors everywhere. I couldn't. Yeah. What's the purpose of training in front of a mirror other than to depress the hell out of yourself? Well, if until, you're... until they look like guys, and then you know, then you're quite happy looking at yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, that's the thing with Zoom. You know, you have the safety now of knowing the instructor can see you if they need to, but all the little thumbnail images are quite small, and you don't yeah. you don't need to feel like everybody else is judging you or anything like that. That's quite a good well, thing. That's, that's the funny thing you say because sometimes. I'll see people, people are afraid. I'll say to my wife, you know, whatever, why don't you go up jogging? She'll go, she will genuinely think people will laugh at her. And I think, what sort of person laughs at someone doing something good for themselves? I don't really understand that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, people do running. Hang on. Oh, Kelly says that. Yeah. But she's quite fit anyway, though. Um, no, well, Obviously she, not when she's nine months pregnant, but like... Yeah. I can show you a picture of it. <laughs> right, yeah. But well, when, when we did the videos earlier on, a couple of years ago, she was doing all the training and stuff. She was... Yeah, it's all relative though, isn't it? So, you know, you have people who are size eight who don't feel confident. You have people who are, you know, everybody, everybody has uh, body confidence issues and it's a shame, isn't it? 
You know, well, I have to say, I agree because my uh, Alana, as you know, will not be filmed. She won't go on 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 the camera. For, and I keep telling her because I try and explain to her from experience I've had with you, you're doing that wrong because. It, yeah. But she won't listen to me. But you can't see her, so <laughs> this is catch twenty two. I know she's doing something wrong, and I'm like, look, you need to do it like this. And she's like, oh, what do you know? I'm following Gareth. Well, Gareth <laughs> can't see you, so. <laughs> I have seen you <laughs> jabbing your finger at someone off screen. I thought, something better the wrong kid. Right, I'm just trying to change the way she stands. And it's like, but she doesn't believe a word I say. It yeah. has to come from you, but she's not yeah. comfortable being in front of the camera. So she kind of needs the the one and what. So you're right. There's people of all sorts yeah. of uh, right, listen, ranges. We're only going to have about 90 seconds left with Gary. Oh. So let's do a couple of quick fire things before we uh, officially thank you. Um, okay. You, you like boxing, you like films. I know you don't get a chance to watch a lot of films these days, but is there a best boxing film you would say? Is it a Rocky film? Is it a crew? Rocky. Rocky. The original, the original Rocky. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And when you are learning boxing, well, I know from your classes, we're normally doing sort of jabs and crosses or yeah. um, <clears throat> hooks or uppercuts. What's your favorite punch in boxing? Uh, the uppercut, backhand uppercut. Quite often that will finish a fight, will it? A backhand uppercut. Well, I was once beaten up by a little fella and I <clears> thought, <throat> well, he had a, when he was running in, giving him a backhand uppercut and <laughs> caught him on the way in. Too late. Uh, nice. He, he massively chinned me, but yeah. And one final thing, uh, as quick as you can, I know it might not be easy to answer, but if someone's yeah. trying to get fit, is there one exercise they can do more easily than anything else that will help? Is it running? Is it just general bodybuilding? Okay, anything? yeah. Shame with you, didn't ask that at the beginning. Just increase your activity. <laughs> okay. Just increase your activity. It's why these step trackers, people love them. You know, they can be a, a good or a bad thing, but just increase your activity. Because if you walk around a lot all day, you can burn thousands of calories rather than the 500 with me in an hour. But Activity and strength training, so important. You won't bulk up if you're a girl, and it's so good for your heart, bones, joints, everything. Well, thanks. That's completely awesome. Um, <clears throat> I think if people are listening to this who weren't too bothered about their fitness, hopefully now they'll be inspired by you and may feel a little bit more inclined to do something. And if nothing else, we'll be slightly more educated on uh, the history of, of fitness, thanks to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and the routines and stuff for you. There was one thing that as I did want to ask you about, actually, which I feel um, we didn't. But I was reading a thing earlier, which is, uh, and if this is going to be a massive long thing, we can always do it again. But BMI, right, yeah. being a sort of... Um, like the ratios or the, the the stats that they put on BMI, do you agree with them? Because there's a thing at the minute in it that like bodybuilders have quite high BMI, and if you put them into the brackets that they've that the government have given or whoever's decided have given them, that they're technically yeah. obese. Yeah, I think my BMI indicates that I'm morbidly obese. Does it? Um, Yours is over thirty. Yeah. So I can't remember. I remember I measured it anyway. As an indicator of health, it's probably not the best because a good indicator of health is your hip to waist ratio which wow. is a calculation you measure your waist measure your hips at three points the widest narrowest and at the middle part and you do a calculation and that gives you your uh, hip to waist ratio and it's also an indicator of uh, what is aesthetically pleasing to the opposite sex as well right so i think for ladies, it's been studies show that men like a 0 0.7. This <laughs> not men. Oh, I love a 0 0.7. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that hip to waist ratio, that number is you know what men in general find uh, the most appealing body type for women. Not that that's important. It's just another layer of that, and it's to do with you but what, know. But what's you know, a 0 0.7? 0 0.7 so you divide your measurements and you get you know some are 0.89 you know but it, it's a real good indicator for lots of stuff heart health um lots of stuff so look into that hip to waist ratio how how is that uh again i know i'm conscious of time but how is that any different from 
how's how you look a basis on how healthy you are where you doing. carry fat where you carry fat is one right thing. okay okay yeah. so men really don't want to be carrying a lot of fat around their tummies whereas women they probably don't want to be carrying it around their hips Let's see. Uh, right, right. Well, I mean, Gareth Evans there obviously knows a heck of a lot about uh, fitness, about getting fit, and uh, first-hand account from myself and Ben, great guy to do uh, yeah. workouts with. Absolutely. So if, if people wanted to get involved, Gareth, how can they find you? Uh, how can they get involved, and how can you help them? Do I just give me a mobile number? <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, it's, not, when, it's so, not internet dating, Gareth. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, this is where you do your handles. In it, I don't know my Twitter handle. I don't know my Instagram handle. But my website, as I read it, is www.boxingfitnessmk.com. Nice. So check out boxingfitnessmk.com. And I guess there's links on there to all the kind of stuff you get involved with. So Yes, and I offer free taster sessions as well. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Oh, you serve cake as well. Uh, hey, look at that. You can take <laughs> him out of the comedy club. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we should have set up some deal rather than putting you on the spot. But if anyone comes to you, yeah. if you get any contact as a direct result of this podcast, yeah. uh, can we have free classes for a year with you? Well, can, can haven't you just had free classes for a year? I didn't want to let on to the listeners that you hadn't charged us because of our friendship. I haven't with you. You're <laughs> I now feel like I owe you hundreds of pounds and we need to get you off this podcast. Yeah, as but, but well, no, I think we've paid emotionally. So <laughs> we've all paid emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, well, listen, Gareth, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for coming on and thank doing you. this. It's been absolutely. Brilliant. But really, thank you for having me on. This is the best afternoon I've had since we all yesterday. worked at the <laughs> Since yesterday afternoon, yeah. yeah. Right, it's been brilliant. We do have to bring it to a close with you now. But, uh, yeah, thanks so much. And uh, keep doing the classes. Keep being hilarious. And maybe we'll all work together one day again soon. Who knows? One day. Yeah, and you're welcome on another day. We'll discuss another topic. Well, remember, I'm a quadruple threat. Doesn't have to be fitness. <laughs> Absolutely. <All right. laughs> Thanks a lot, mate. We'll see you right. soon. No worries. Thank you. Bye bye. Well, Gareth Evans, there he's gone. He's gone. There he is, Gareth Evans, the king of fitness. Always good, I think, when um, you get a chance to plug yourself uh, on a podcast to say, I don't know my Twitter, I don't know my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and such is Gareth. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if you do fancy doing a bit of fitness, it's totally worth doing some of his classes because um, it's very easy to to start. He, he does cater, I have to admit, for he always gives options. So there's different – when he does an exercise, he offers you different levels. So if you're a beginner, if you're intermediate or if yeah. You're whatever, yeah, there's absolutely. different versions of the exercise. So um, sort of catering to the masses, I suppose, is the, uh, I is guess the thing it- he's quite good at. It kind of would be after doing it for more than a year, but it has. It does feel like a well-developed class now. It sort of there's a good warm up at the beginning and warm down at the end, and um, you you do get to focus on all areas of your body during it. And uh, even though it's a boxing class, it's not a hundred percent boxing and punching and stuff. There's ab work done in it, work for your legs as well. So it's all, yeah, it's all really good. Yeah, no, and it, it is, we didn't talk about his classes enough really, but there is the mix as well. Like on a Monday, he kind of focuses on strength stuff. Uh, I think Wednesday's more cardio stuff. And then like Saturday mornings is a bit of a mix of of, of various different things. Uh, and yeah, it's progressively got a bit, a bit harder to it. Uh, some of the stuff he does, crikey, yeah, it has me nearly in tears and I've 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 often <laughs> felt it the day after but a good feeling like after you've done a workout it is a good feeling and like what he was saying when I asked him when people say I don't have the energy it's yeah. genuinely true that the exercise itself releases the endorphins that give you the energy and you know you have that energy afterwards it's a really sort of um bizarre thing with with any form of training is that yeah you're hurt afterwards but you generally feel better afterwards yeah 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 sure really weird you have that sort of energy to do stuff 
Uh, and obviously, I've been doing it because I got the old wedding coming up. So uh, I've yeah. been trying to lose weight for that. So I've been doing more and more training. Not not Recently. specifically with regards to Gareth's class, but have you, whilst attempting to do exercise or in any way throughout your life whilst doing exercise, injured yourself that you can remember? I, I mean, I don't want to say that this is Gareth related because I'm not 100% sure it is but uh, recently with my my knee i woke up um one morning and my knee was like my right knee was like three times the size of my left knee it oh, just wow. completely swollen up to this massive football like thing uh which hurt a tremendous amount and i couldn't walk on it so that took a while to get over but i think that was more me tweaking something i shouldn't have tweaked yeah but I, i've never had a massive uh, injury person, not from a. I've never had a sporting injury, probably because I don't do many sports. Wow, I don't, um, I don't do enough sports. I did well. I, so, sorry, I tell a lie. Uh, I did my ankle in uh, when I played rugby. Um, and uh, when, when you say did it in, what actually was the diagnosis of it? Sprained, twisted, broken? I don't think it was broken, no, but it was, it was badly damaged because I've got a screw okay. kick now on my, on my breaststroke but um, I can't remember it was a bad tackle I think three people jumped on me when you when you were like one of the biggest guys on the pitch they always used to come for you yeah <laughs> really? yeah, yeah. Uh, rugby if you, yeah if you had the ball you, you were down first uh, I never no liked doubt. rugby and we always had a house rugby competition at my secondary school and I was in a house that for some reason, sportingly, we just were never good at the team sports. We, for the first three years, we came bottom of everything. Rugby, uh, what else? We did competitive basketball, I think in houses. I think there was football. But one year, for no reason, we suddenly got to year 10 and uh, we won the inter-house rugby. And we had a couple of blokes that got fast as they developed and just ran through everyone. But I, yeah. I can remember that. The bigger guys, you'd instantly kind of just go, yeah, I'll tackle them. It'll be, yeah. <laughs> you had a sort of good feeling about it. Yeah, um, I mean, my theory would be you go for the fast ones first and get them like worn down by the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, 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 true. Attack the big ones. <laughs> uh, I suppose the only, the only other thing, it wasn't necessarily a direct involvement of me doing sports, but I did get a golf ball in the eye, courtesy of oh, my brother. That's um, harsh, bloody hell. Oh, one of my brother's friends, should I say. But my brother took me while his friends and him were practising golf. And um, non-intentionally, yeah. they just kind of put they, they kind of put me out of the way on this little hill, went across this massive field and started <laughs> whacking golf balls and for some reason never thought I might be in the way of the golf balls. <laughs> That's making me wince just <laughs> thinking about that. I don't want to know any more detail. Um, yeah. I, I can remember being... I must have only been about seven or eight doing gymnastics at my infant school or junior school, whatever it was, and slipping on a frame and sort of the frame, that, those horse things you get that are like a padded bit Bobby on the top, horse. aren't they? Um, yeah. yeah. And the, the top part came off and it left this bottom frame and I tripped over that and landed on my chin and bit my lip and like almost bit through my lip. I remember that was quite bad. Uh, but it's not really sporting related. I remember running down the road once. Um, again, I wasn't doing exercise. I was just a kid. It was a bit snowy, a bit icy, and I skidded and banged my face into a tree, which was <laughs> quite ridiculous. It, it's a bit of a theme with you. You like hitting your face on things. <laughs> we all remember <laughs> that job we did together delivering, and I got an oven. Uh, in the face, in the yeah. Face. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, maybe just what you want to try looking out for maybe we need to do a future podcast on injuries that we've had although it may be a bit gruesome talking about some of them um it's a bit short be a bit short for us especially this just injuries in general yeah yeah Yeah, did you see the video of the guy in the fight i I can't remember any of the names so i put but the guy who uh shattered his leg in in that mma fight oh no i haven't seen that that's the kind of thing that make me wince as well i wouldn't want to see it yeah yeah it is pretty bad it is pretty bad well we've got to draw this podcast to a close sadly um but we should whet your appetites by saying we have decided after intense negotiations that the next podcast is going to be all about different franchises boom
So there you go. It could be a film franchise, could be a commercial retail franchise, could be a completely different kind of franchise. Yeah, left it completely ambiguous to keep you guessing, because we don't know what we're going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) As ever, tweet us at Feud Thoughts. Probably films, to be honest. Yeah, quite a lot of films. Uh, at Feud Thoughts, if you want any more details, if you want to do Gareth Evans' boxing class, we can pass on details. So, uh, yeah. And uh, big thanks to him for appearing again. And thanks for listening. Um, have you enjoyed yourself today, Martin? Always enjoy myself every time I see you, Benjamin. It's well, one of my favourite times of the week. It's one of the nicest things you've ever said to me whilst recording. Yeah. Uh, thanks. <laughs> well- <laughs> what, what do I... I don't say anything nice no, outside, but not, of outside of recording. You just constant abuse is all I get. Well, yeah. You, well, no, you just make out I'm, I'm whispering sweet nothings <laughs> into your ear. While, while yeah, there is that as well. Right. And then when, the, think... when the cameras are on, that's it. I'm just a bastard. <laughs> right. Well, we're going to leave you. Join us again soon. Keep checking out all our previous podcasts on the podcast site at Feud Thoughts to let us know your thoughts. And right now, from myself, Ben Simmons, and my ever-wonderful colleague... Me, Martin Hill. We will see you again very soon. Bye for now. Bye-bye.